What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. All right, guys. I'm Justin. And I'm Jay. And this is Cryptids of the Corn. This week's episode is the Loveland Frogman, the Ooh. man, the myth, or iguana. We'll talk about that. Um, so we're going to get into some like front of house stuff first and take care of that. Uh, so I'm going to CryptCon this weekend. Uh, I don't know if you guys know what that is. It's like the largest like cryptid folklore gathering. I know on this side of the Mississippi, it might be in the country. I've seen they have people coming from England, Germany, uh, and a couple other small European countries. Uh, Jay, I think's going to try to go. I think we're going to try to go as a podcast next year. That'd be sweet. I think that's what my goal is. If we keep growing, yeah. Uh, and thank you guys for listening and stuff. We are heavily surprised at the amount of listens we've already had and stuff like that. So we want to thank you guys. Um, and as a part of that, thank you. When I go down to Crypticon, I don't know what it is yet, but I'm going to buy something to give away through the Facebook and stuff for you guys. Uh, I don't know the rules yet. We'll figure it out. It'll be like a, you know, a like, share, comment kind of thing. You know, uh, I'm going to try to get something nice. Maybe like just kind of some kind of ideas, like a Bigfoot foot cast or something like that. I think it would be really cool. Uh, when I know what it is, I'll add that to the post this is on later. Um, whether, I'm not sure what it's going to be, because there's a lot of cool stuff. Uh, me and Emily have already been looking at vendors yeah. and stuff like that. There's going to be some cool stuff. Foot, may, foot casting would be pretty sweet. Yeah, or some artwork. There's a lot of really cool artwork down there. Oh, interesting. Uh, if I can get something Frogman related, uh, I'll do that. Um, and I was really surprised about the Frogman's popularity in this. We did an online poll for this episode. Uh, we kind of had all kinds of topics we wanted to cover on that poll. We're going to get to all of them eventually. Um, so it's not like if we didn't get yours, because a couple of them were right there at the top, but the Frogman was always just a couple votes ahead. I voted for the Frogman. Yeah, I, I had to, and we'll get into why. Um... <laughs> So, there's what's special about the Frogman to us? I don't know if any of you guys know what the Frogman is, because it's really a small, local Ohio legend, cryptid. Uh, it's from Loveland, Ohio, which is right on the Little Miami River. Uh, there, I, my wife, so why it's special to me, is my wife, that's like her hometown monster. Uh, she lived, uh, she grew up, you know, two miles from Loveland. There is not one sign about the Frogman. There is not one mention in the city. There is nothing. Huh. That is kind of strange. I've been all over this country and did all the cryptid stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not nothing like, you know, Point Pleasant Mothman. Like, their whole town is... Based off that. And, and Folk huh. Arkansas is like that, too. Yeah, like uh, but touristy. Yeah. And... But if you're in a cryptid area, you can find something cryptid-related. You would think... Uh, that's the one, and I really think it's because, and we'll get into the stories and stuff, there are sightings, they're not that numerous, and they're very in between, like, far in between. Mm. 
each well, so everybody at home, a flap is called is a group of sightings in a short period of time. They call those flaps. Okay. Uh, so the flaps were not that big, and they're very far apart. Mm. So there's not a, I think there's not enough there to build a local, you know, a local homestead for this thing. Right. Yeah. So there's not reliable enough. Right. It's not like uh, when we talk about the beast of, you know, of Muddy Creek or Boggy Creek or you know the Mothman or stuff like that. Those guys, whether they were just a short time. Like, the whole Falk, Arkansas, Boggy Creek thing, I think, took eight days or nine days, and the whole town still is covered in Sasquatch. Right, yeah. Or Skunk Ape. Left an impact there. Yeah. Uh, so, that's why it was special. My wife wanted me to put it on the pole. I did not care for the Frogman. I've always kind of thought of it as one of these joke cryptids, and we'll get into our opinions later, but that may or may not have changed. <laughs> but, uh... I don't promise you nothing. Uh, so how we gonna do this type of episode is I've done the research for the story because I already knew a chunk of it, and after doing research, I really didn't know a lot of it. And I'm gonna present it to Jay, and then we'll talk about our feelings about it at the end. And I have heard of the Frogman, but never. I don't know the story though. I don't know uh, really too much all about. It. I just know I've heard that he exists or heard of the Ohio Frogman before. It's, it's a thing. Yes, I've heard that it's a thing, but that's about the extent of my knowledge on that subject. Uh, yeah, so, there was, oh, and then we're going to talk about, there is a couple variations in the story. So, I went with one certain storyline, uh, depending on who you talk to, depending on which, you know, which internet source you get it from. There's a lot of swinging around. Uh, so I went with one storyline that actually had some names associated with people of sightings. Uh, that way it's actually trackable. You can see the X said this. Yeah. Uh, instead of, you know, a businessman or... Anonymous a, sources yeah, say. Or a traveler. Yeah. I can't tell you how many cryptid stories say a driver, yeah. a truck driver or something. Yeah. <laughs> which I get, you know... A lot of people don't want their names associated with this kind of stuff, even if you come forward. Especially, we're going to talk about the 50s and the 70s. You know, it was a very different time. Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't, you know, you didn't, you didn't come out and talk about stuff. I mean, you weren't even allowed to be, like, gay or anything. So, you sure as heck didn't <laughs> see a frogman. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Uh, and then, so, a, a side note... If you guys have personal stories that we could talk about on air or you'd like us to talk about or even if you want our opinions, I know they don't matter much, but uh, I like hearing other people's stories. You guys heard my stories last week, some of them, um, so I like that. So I, I'm going to, in the show notes and on the Facebook, I'll put our email, links to the Facebook and all that. Uh, you can reach out to us. You can send us a private email. You don't have to use your name or nothing. You know, you don't have. We do, we definitely don't have to do anything like that. But it's more just to hear from you guys. Uh, we're also having some research areas where we're going. We'll talk about that at the end. But if you have any sightings, recent or old, in those areas, we definitely want to hear about you because we're getting ready for a big one in Michigan, Aprilish, uh, and we're going to do a couple more small ones in Salt Fork for the for the 
winter season. I don't know if we'll get out in December just because it's getting to be a tight, de you know, tight schedule. Right, and the holidays yeah. and all that stuff. But definitely in January, February, and March we'll get out in the Salt Fork and up in Michigan, and then April I think we are going to have a big chunk, a big stay in Michigan. Which is exciting. Will be fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So now we're getting into the meat and potatoes. The meat and potatoes. Here we go. The description. So this is kind of a, a compilation of all these stories. Kind of description. Uh, oh, gotcha. The frogman is has a really toad or frog-like head. Deep wrinkles. Uh, sometimes it's slimy, sometimes it's not. That's why I went from frog and toad. That's really the big difference between a frog and a toad. Uh, deep set eyes. Small, sharp teeth, that big, wide slit of a mouth, like toads and frogs have. Mm. A leathery, wrinkly skin, uh, webbed hands and feet, around four foot tall. A lot of times it's seen like crouched, or uh, I haven't heard, this, this storyline doesn't talk about it jumping very far or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, so it's more, they say frog, or they say frogman because it's really the head shape. Just looks gives like that, a frog. Yeah. Everything else... And the story sounds more reptilian, mm -hmm. uh, but the head Ooh. is very wide and flat, and those deep set eyes, heavy wrinkles, leathery, uh, no sign of scales. So that's what the frog part came from. Uh, so we're gonna get right into it. 1955 sightings. There are four of them in total. We're gonna talk about the main one, uh, the first frogman sighting. Um, I'm gonna try to say um as much. An unnamed businessman sees the creature, sees three creatures around 3 a.m. Here was, we go with the unnamed businessman. Yeah, right. What, wait, what year is this one? 1955. Okay, here This we is go. the first, this is in most stories, this is accounted as the first sighting of the frogman. Gotcha, okay. Here we go. Um, so he sees three of these creatures. Uh, he's driving on Riverside Road, right against the Little Miami River. All these sightings take place on Riverside Road. I don't know if you guys have ever been down to Loveland. It's literally the Little Miami is right there. Yeah. The whole time. Um, he observes these creatures for over three minutes. The man notices how the frog they have really frog-like heads. That's what he was focused on. When he was about to leave, so this is where the story kind of gets a little weird. Yeah. When he was about to leave, so he's observing these creatures for like three or four minutes. They're just kind of doing their own thing. Uh, he wasn't really sure animals, you know, or something else. They look at him. They pull out what appears to be a wand. Hmm. And the wand starts to shoot out sparks. And the guy just books it. Uh, and he went and he reported it to the police. Uh, that's how we got this story. Uh, he was uh, not named, but the accounts talk about he was a really, he was a traveling salesman. But he came to the area all the time. He was well known. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't known for drinking or anything like that. They did hold him, and like kind of like a drunk tank kind of thing. And he still had the same story in the morning. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where this comes from. Uh, he never went back. He's changed his uh, sales route. So back in the fifties, these guys would have routes. They'd do like monthly or tw you know over two months, uh, sell random stuff door to door. And that's what he was. Seen one of them guys before. Yeah. It's been a, It's not nearly as popular. It used no. to be, that was your Amazon. 
Yeah, that little salesman that yeah. had that bucket full of random stuff. And you wanted to be a well-trusted, you know, a well-trusted guy in the community because that's, that's how you got better sales. It's right. like, oh, Jim's, you know, Jim's through town. Jim always has good stuff. Yeah. So it's not a question of... He's got, like, toilet bowl cleaner. Right, because when he comes, he wants that good, you know, because that when he comes around again, he doesn't have to sell as hard. Right, yeah. Because everybody knows, okay, it's at least a decent guy. Build some trust with mm -hmm. his clientele. Yeah. All right. So, what do you think about that story part of this so far? We'll get our whole overall thoughts because it gets, it starts building up. Okay. Stuff. Well, I mean, with the magic wand and stuff like that, I mean, I believe magic does exist. Magic or technology? So, I guess it depends on what you feel about it. Like, I think, I think magic exists. I also think advanced technology exists or existed. But I think there's also a, somewhere in between. There's like could be a blend of both, and shoot, I, if they're if they're holding wands and they're shooting using them, that means there's got to be some intelligence to mm -hmm. them. Can't just be like a little hybrid frog creature that's just has like a frog brain and stuff like that. It can't think more than trying to catch flies or something mm -hmm. like that. Something else is going on there. But and there's three of them. They're working together. I don't know. Uh, could be. Uh, I, I feel like I would have wish I was there to see it. <laughs> yeah. So we'll don't go too much into it because we'll save our overall feelings for the end. Okay. But uh, I agree with how he reacted because that's what I done. If I seen strange, they're not very big. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, he, you know, forty, fifty pounds. Yeah. And they stood all the way upright. You know, and these guys were kind of hobbled over doing something. Uh. So, you know, not very big animals. I mean... Right. Uh, I'd be very curious, and he watched them for a minute. And then all of a sudden, there's basically, like, a magic wand yeah, or Harry some po kind of gun. Some Harry Potter now, stuff starts happening. Now I'm you get too. the hell out of there. Yeah. You, you take off. Uh, it went from being a cool animal sighting to, oh, yeah. I'm on the other end of this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know how I would have reacted to this little frogman stare right at me and pulled out a magic wand. Right, yeah. Shoot, I mean, I, I guess, yeah. I wish I would stick around to find out, but I wouldn't want to be in its path. No, I don't want to be there. Find out what it's doing. Alright, guys. So before we go into the big chunk of this, me and Jay are going to take a little break. Hello, hello, we're back. Alright, we took a short break, got something in the drink. Had to wet the whistle. Yep, talked about conspiracies. We'll get into B that Behind later. the scenes. Behind the scenes stuff. Alright, so 1972. 17 years after the original sightings. Uh, there's two main stories of this. They both are police officers. They're separate police officers, but they both involve police officers. Okay. Uh... The first one is, so what, I guess I didn't look it up. What was happening in 1972? Do you know any, what was happening in the 70s? When well, did, there was a big cultural movement. Didn't oh. Vietnam end in 71? Oh, the we'll war front. How, we'll show you how dumb we are. Yeah. I'm, I, I know Grandpa Ray was there 68 to 70, I think. My grandpa was also in the Vietnam War. Uh, oh. uh 
Yeah, yeah, good question. You know, we're gonna look it up real quick. So the old trusty Google is says. See, there you guys, you can see we're real people. Yeah, I do, I do it. I did a chunk of research, but you know what? I just thought I just seen the date on my paper and like, it's Vietnam. Yeah, let's put ourselves in the mind frame. Okay, here we go. Vietnam War ended in 1975. So yeah, well, I was close. It was wrapping up. So we were in Vietnam War. Uh, well, not yeah, we were. It was right in the right about smack dab in the middle. Yeah, it started so, in uh, let's Vietnam War is fifty five to seventy five. That was a long war. Um, so yeah, we were in the Vietnam War. Uh, so yeah, so this is Loveland, Ohio again. This is an unnamed cop, an unnamed police officer. I'm sorry. March third. So this is cold, one a.m. So March third in Ohio. That is some sucky weather. Yeah, it is. And this is getting into the territory. This part of the story I didn't know when I originally was when it was originally presented to me, the dates, because okay. they matter. <clears throat> uh, he was driving along Riverside Road by himself. He was heading uh, towards Loveland. He was driving very slow, due to the roads being icy. You're right next to the river. You know you get a lot of ice buildup. Uh, he spotted what he thought was a dog on the side of the road. Once again, he's going real slow. He's not, you know, not flying. Um, the animal darts in front of him. He slams on his brakes. When he sees in his headlights, is just about, you know, three, four foot tall, big wide head just staring at him. He said it looked panicked. It looked, uh, you know, I'm, I may be reading too much in the description, but it, the way he described it almost seemed like it looked intelligent. It looked like it was scared, uh, and he's looking right at it, and it's there for like four or five seconds, just in, you know, all struck from the lights. Uh, then it doesn't jump; it kind of scrambles away, and grabs the guardrail, hops over, and he watches it scramble down to the river. Um, he said it was on his hind legs for most of that until it got to the guardrail. The creature, so over the embankment. Uh, he went into town, told the other officers, uh, which I'm amazed. You know, how do you go to the other cop? But he's like, hey, I just seen a goblin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you guys, I'm too scared to go back out. Will you guys go check? And they went out, and the only thing they found, they did a full like a full little investigation. And once again, it's at this point probably 2 a.m. Yeah. In March on a nice covered road. How much are they really looking? Yeah. Um,. So, they uh, they do find scratches on the guardrail where he said it went over. That was the only proof. No tracks, nothing like that. They did find scratches on the guardrail. Hmm. So, a cut like a week later, this is a uh, part. Uh, later that week, you know, it's hard to tell because everybody's a little different. On was it the next day? Was it, let's say, this happened on Monday? Was it, well, I don't know. I can look it up March 3rd. But, you know, was it the end of the, you know, was it the end of the week? It just says later that week. So we're going with that. A name named Mark Matthews was a police officer. This is the name to the story. Mm -hmm. And I did not realize how much controversy will come of this man. Okay. Uh, there was a lot more to this story than I ever gleaned. <laughs> um... So later that week, he seen what he thought was a frozen dead animal on the side of the road. 
decently sized, you know, 40, 50 pounds. So he was, you know, he was going to go remove it off the road because it was being a road hazard. And then when he went over to the creature, he had a partner there. Partner's unnamed. Uh, he went over and it leapt at him and he proceeded to shoot it dead. This man unloaded on this thing. I've had a report of just one shot and a couple of reports say he shot it four or five times. Yeah. Whatever happened, it was dead. Um, he said it fits the original officer's monster to a T, except this monster had a long tail. Okay. So, and that's what kind of gets different when we talk about, you know, maybe possible hoaxes and stuff, is that some stories said they had no tail. This specific one, this report says that uh, when Matthew's seen it, it had a long tail, but it had the big flat head, the tiny teeth, you know, the dry wrinkly skin. Um, he then later, so this is where the controversy comes in. This is 30 years later. He recants the story a little bit. And he says it was just a lizard. Uh, he said he... Uh, he didn't say this, but he said it was clearly a big lizard. It escaped his owner. Uh, it had been missing that whole week. Mm. Some people believe... So here's where the controversy comes up. There's two ways of thinking what actually happened. They talk about... Did he make up the original story? To kind of make the other officer not seem like an idiot. Yeah. So he just, you know, they found this iguana or this big lizard. They shot it dead be like, look, his monster. Because this is the 70s, you know. Reptiles aren't that popular as pets yet. Okay. So you're not finding a lot of iguanas in Ohio. Yeah. So it would be fair to say if nobody in Loveland had ever seen an iguana. A large iguana. Uh, so did he shoot this thing and be like, you know, so our officers aren't idiots. They actually seen a mon little a little monster. Or did he recant it? Because at this point, he didn't want anything to do with the story later on. He didn't like the story. So did he finally say he was just a big lizard to just kill the story and remove himself from it? Right. So that's kind of the controversy, that that part, with his recanting 30 years later. Um, so yeah, that's the, the major storyline. There's not a lot. Uh, it was seen again in 2016 by some people playing Pokemon Go. Oh... Um. Yeah, they just said they seen this creature walk down to the river. Was it a frogman or was it like a polywhirl or, or it's something? It's probably a polywhirl. Yeah. Uh, you know, kids. Yep. So <laughs> we're gonna talk about. So that's the story. Um, we're gonna talk about some little extras before we get into our thoughts. But uh, so habitat, the little Miami River. When we think about it now, especially the Loveland area, we think about how populated it is. Mm -hmm. It's a very you know high popu you know populated area. In the fifties, it was not. It was a tiny little town, farm community. Okay, so it was a small little town back then. In the seventies, it was a little bigger, but nothing like today. So these are important things to think about when we talk about maybe it being some kind of animal or undiscovered thing. Yeah. Um. Little Miami River is decently sized at that point. It connects to the Ohio uh, River watershed. Mm -hmm. And there are Kentucky frogmen. Interesting. Okay. Uh, there are a couple stories of these kind of... Been sightings down there. Yeah. So if you're talking about maybe a possible, an actual possible flesh and blood cryptid... Right. This, you know, 
it's not it's not impossible for them to get up and let's say their range is the Ohio River watershed. Yeah. So they they're in the Ohio River watershed. You're just talking about something incredibly rare. They may have happened to wander into a populated area and that's where that's why it keeps getting seen is because that's might be the biggest population of people on the you know that time at the little Miami possible hoaxes so there's been a lot of them like everybody this here's a 2016 story I don't have it's a hoax yeah uh, everybody everybody thinks that um, the original some people say that he got scared of the normal animal and he just blew up this, you know, this big story. Some people say he was drinking. Uh, that doesn't fit a lot of the character descriptions we have of him. Once again, he's not named, so we don't know who this guy is. Right, yeah. But from the stories we have of him, he's not some alcoholic. You know, he's a decent businessman. <laughs> that sounds like an oxymoron. It could be. Well, back then it was a lot different. <laughs> the world was a lot different place. Yeah. Uh, so there's just a lot of that with possible hoaxes. So here's some odd things. Let's say the two cops. So we're going to go with the 19, what was it, 1972 stories? 1972s. Mm -hmm. The two cops. If they're a week apart, and we're in March, with ice-covered roads. Yeah. And this is a reptile. Yeah. Especially a large lizard and iguana. There is 100% no way that that reptile would have survived that long. Right. And even if it did survive, it could not have been moving. Right, yep. Being cold-blooded, especially a tropical cold-blooded animal. Uh, we ha we do have lizards in Ohio. Uh, there are species. They're all small. Even if, there's some, there's a few northerner, like not in this country, but in other countries, larger northern lizards, but not very many. It's just very hard for a lizard or a snake to get large in the north. Okay. But we have snakes, we have lizards, we have... Uh, so... That's where, that was my biggest thing, is that now Matthews is saying this is just a big lizard. Yeah. And it's in March on ice-covered roads. Yeah. And it's been a week. That don't sound, and it leapt at him. Yeah. It, it has energy. Yeah. Now, what a lot of our listeners may not know is a lot of amphibians function extremely well in the cold. So... I actually... Like a frog. Yeah, I have newts and salamanders, and they function at 40 degrees. They function at 30 degrees perfectly fine. They still hunt. They still move around. They Most of the time, they, that's when they're breeding. So they're very active. Hmm. Uh, amphibians, generally, uh, besides some tropical amphib amphibians, but amphibians generally do a lot better in cool weather, which is weird to think about. They're cold-blooded, too, but they're geared more towards that cold-weather environment. Oh, that's kind of cool how they can do that. All right. So, that is the storyline. It only took us about uh, 26 minutes. There's not a lot. There's not yeah. a lot of meat to the story. Right, yeah. But it's a very... It's interesting. I learned a lot more than I thought I was going to learn. Yeah. All right, Jay. That's what it's all about. What's your thoughts? You go first. So... I, I don't want to just say, oh, I believe him. I believe this. But uh, um, it's thinking, like, in my mind, what if it is, you know, I've heard of the reptilians and stuff before. If it's an intelligent creature, I mean, it kind of fits that description. It's amphibian, reptile, probably more amphibian since it's functioning in the cold. But if they're intelligent, they're using, quote, unquote, magic, you know, 
however you want to describe it. Um, I feel like that first story from the 50s is kind of the most uh, legitimate as compared to the guy changing the story. I mean, I'm sure he saw something, but didn't want to like actually tell you exactly what he saw after the fact, maybe, just because changing the story mm -hmm. does almost seem like he's there's something there, whether whatever the reason is for him changing it or not. Can't hard to say. I kind of maybe think his what you said earlier he just didn't want to be associated with it as much anymore like screw this give leave me alone now like it was just a lizard kind of that sort of feeling but um in my head i was thinking i gotta look this up because i can't remember where it was you ever seen like those uh and they talked on that ancient alien show before but i don't believe it 100 percent. but they found like these little statues of like these little reptilian figures have you ever seen those uh i think i have yeah and it kind of fits those descriptions. It's kind of got the big off or inset eyes, the the big long slit for the mouth, maybe small teeth. Who knows? But you don't know how big those creatures mm -hmm. were from the statue size. Those are only like not even a foot tall, I think. Can mm -hmm. imagine. But what if there's some population that's in that area? They maybe they travel by river, or what if there's like, is there cave systems out in that area of Ohio? Yeah, all Ohio has cave systems in it. And our our part of Ohio has the least. Uh, oh, the glaciers, the yeah, the glaciers crushed all the entries. Gotcha. Not that they're not here, we just can't. We we don't have any access to access them. to them. Okay, so I'm wondering uh, if there's like maybe a cave system down there that they're kind of going in and out of. If if they're real, which yeah, I I I'm a believer. Believe everything's real if you can believe in it. But uh, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Could be a reptilian, amphibians, humanoid type, you know, intelligent creature that's traveling by water or by living in caves and stuff like that and just came out to the surface to do some sort of magic voodoo, whatever they need to do, but, and someone witnessed it. So, I, I kind of forgot about the cave system thing. Uh, for this story, I do like that. Uh, so my opinion on this, uh, originally, was very known. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was 100% sure this was just some iguana, some Hicks scene, and shot and killed, and that was it. Yeah. Before researching it, nobody I'd ever watched the story or heard the story from ever talked about it being in March on ice-covered roads and this thing being out there for a week. Yeah. Um... So when we talk about the three stories that we went over, the first one to me is extremely, I think that's, I think he's seen something he didn't understand, and I think he really bumped it up when he got to the police station, because I think after he got there, and he's like, i seen the big frogs. Yeah, okay. Okay, they had wizard ones. Like, <laughs> yeah, you I, don't believe me? <laughs> yeah, I think that's I think that's where that part of it comes in. I think that's a lot more fantastical, and I, I think he did see something. Yeah. Uh, to me, though, I have the exact opposite feeling. I think the later stories are where the more believable ones, because yeah. you have two separate officers seeing the same thing a week apart, and one actually killing the thing. Mm -hmm. And I looked up; I could not find what they did with the body right yeah that's what that was, uh i'd like to know that part of the story i'm assuming they just threw it away because people you know and just or, if it was a big lizard i feel like there would have been a picture in a paper right like officer shoots big lizard maybe uh, the smithsonian swooped in and yeah they they steal everything yes um do i 
my opinion has really changed. Do I think it was an iguana? No, I don't. I don't think it was a big iguana. Uh, do I think there may have been an actual cryptid there? I think there. You know, I think there's enough there to say that there is a, a possible real cryptid. I do not think it's a local, whatever the thing is. I think it's a lot lower in the Ohio River watershed. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some reason, they get up there. Um, I should have looked it up. There may be a dam system above Loveland is why they keep stopping there. It may be as far as they go or they have to get out and walk around. Mm, yeah. If you're semi-aquatic, you know. We have that with uh, eels. When I did eel surveys for a living, uh, eels will actually go out, get out of the water and go around the dam. Hmm. Uh, they'll wait for a rainy night or something and they'll crawl around. But, so is that, there's some kind of case with this. They're trying to get somewhere more private, or, you know, remote, and they just get stopped. I don't know that for a fact. I should have looked into that. I just kind of had that thought right now. I'm going to say, so when we do these stories, I'd like to, we'll kind of go one of three ways. Real, fake, or, or plausible. <laughs> or ancient alien. <laughs> or ancient alien. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm going to go plausible cryptid. Yeah. I like the Mythbusters ranking system. Yeah. I yeah, that's pretty good, yeah. I'm going to go I'm going to go plausible. I, I'll even go plausible cryptid. Mhm. Uh I don't think I think that's why there's a lack of continuous stories over the years is cuz it's not native to there. Mhm. Uh, or it, you know, it's a really rare, really rare occurrence for the species. Right. Uh I'm going to assume there are a lot more in Kentucky, Tennessee, you know, lower Indiana, lower Hid Ohio, hidden in the rivers and hills yeah. there. And they may be, you know, really aquatic. Yeah. Uh, the coming out may just be to get around a dam system. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a lot of frog species that never leave the water. Yeah. Uh, they can walk on land. I have newt and salamander species that never leave the water. They can walk on land. They can function on land. Mm -hmm. They don't want to. Right. Uh, but to get out and go around an obstacle, that may be why we're seeing them on the road. Because they have to crawl up and get there. Or maybe a food. You know, they may just... They may be the most options for foods. Let's say they're eating cats. Yeah. So, I'm going... I'm going to go plausible. Plausible. Plausible cryptid. Any other thoughts on the frogman? Well, um... I don't know about other thoughts. I guess... I, just, I like the idea of it being... Pl I think plausible, too. I think I'm going to side with you on that. I didn't even think well, about the cave system thing. You know, I'm a big, like, you look at Dover Demons, White Walkers, mm -hmm. uh, Crawlers, and that kind of stuff. They really overlay with cave systems. Yeah. Uh, I even think some Sasquatch stuff overlays with cave systems. Uh, you have the goblins, the Hopkinsville goblins, and that kind of stuff. That's yeah. all caves. Um, who's to say this? There's not, you know, cave systems there. As far as my knowledge, there are caves there. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they connect to the Mammoth Cave System. And that's where a lot of the, the big cryptids... Because that's the biggest cave system. I think it's either the second biggest in the world or the biggest in the world. Man, uh, right in our backyard, too. Yeah. And it probably goes under us. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Uh, we know it goes all the way up to New York, all the way down to South Carolina, and all the way over to, I think, Illinois. How do those caves... And they're all interconnected somewhere or something? Yeah, it's one, it's one big cave system. So how does that not collapse? Like with tectonic plates and things like that. Oh, it has. Okay. There's been big sections completely closed off from each other. Hmm, interesting. Uh, 
It, it, they, it happens all the time. It used to be hum it, a lot bigger than it is now. Don't get me wrong. It's not, it's not small by anybody's standards of a cave system. Right, yeah. But there are whole sections just, that are just completely gone or have been have such big chunks of debris. And how much of that has been like explored and like surveyed and stuff for a good bit. Uh not like obviously not all of it. Right, right, right. Uh I'd have to look that up. But I know it has a really good chunk of stuff cuz you can get into the mammoth cave system all over the country or all over this part of the country. Yeah. There's entries uh I mean, the big one's Kentucky, the Mammoth Cave. Mm -hmm. I think they call it the Cathedral. Is one of the biggest, like, oh, I can't think of what the word is. Uh, basically, like, hall. Yeah, in, I, I in, understand, in, yeah. In a, in a cave. Yeah. I think that's in Mammoth Caves, Kentucky, even though it's the Mammoth Cave systems all over. It's Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, now they were talking about going down there. We have friends down there right now. Uh, really cool waterfalls inside and stuff. Oh, that's sweet. But, I look, I, that would be fun. Caves have their own crazy like ecosystem yeah. like the russian dragons uh they're okay i just forgot the word they're a salamander oh okay ohms uh they're called ohms uh there's they're they eat you know maybe twice a year mm -hmm. uh we have one female that we've been observing i think she just laid eggs like 20 years ago uh, now this is off the top of my head so nobody get mad at me these numbers are wrong yeah. uh but we've been observing her. We've never seen her breed. And we've been observing her for like 50 to 70 years or something like that. And she just laid eggs. And they haven't... They just... They develop so slowly. Yeah. And that's all, that's the whole cave system. As far as we know, they live to be two... You know, maybe 300 years old. Wow. And they may be reproduced once in their life. Uh, they're very long. You've seen oxalotls. They're very long, thin oxalotl-looking oh, okay. animals. okay. Okay. Uh, they look like a Wendigo oxalotl. Hmm. So when the Russians used to call them, they thought they were baby dragons. Yeah. You know, a lot of Russian culture. Uh, when they go down in caves and stuff, they'd see them, they wouldn't touch them, they wouldn't mess with them. Because they were 100% sure these, like, they, I think they get like three foot long. Yeah. And they were like, oh, that's a baby dragon. Yeah, don't touch that. Yeah, mom don't mess will, with that thing. Yeah, the mom will come flying in. That's the worst thing, that's the worst thing to kick right there. Yeah, I'll barbecue you. Uh, so I'm I'm really leaning towards just, just cryptid. You know, un whether... I don't think it's an Ohio resident, and if it is, it's really southern Ohio, just the edge. That sounds like a more southern thing. Maybe they're just all over the Ohio River. Yeah. And we just haven't caught one in the net yet. Right, yeah. Or, but if it's intelligent, you know, it's not going to get caught in that. And I'm not sure about the intelligence thing. Uh, I'm going to say it's a lot more intelligent than a frog. Right, I guess that's what I mean, yeah. But. Not like our, well. I'm going to go with, like, cat. That level of intelligence? Yeah. It can figure some stuff out. Yeah, it's not dumb. It can navigate its way, but... But you could kill it with a billy club. Right, yeah. Or a few shots of the handgun. Yeah. I, I mean, anything with the forty-five. most things aren't getting back up, and if they do, uh, you aren't winning anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, that's our story of the Loveland Frogman. Again, in the research... If I didn't get the story right, I apologize. If I didn't get the story right to the story you've heard, I can't do anything about that. There's a lot of variations. Yeah, and if you uh, got if you got a story or a version, let us know. Yeah, and then that's uh, we're gonna yeah. So we're getting towards the end. Uh, we're gonna go over some more clean house stuff. Uh, 
Root, please, if you have stories you'd like to tell us, I'm going to have the email and everything. I'm going to have the Facebook. If you feel comp you know, comfortable, come over to the Facebook and share it. If you don't, you'll email us directly. Uh, we're going to try. I'm still working it out. This is all new to us. I would really like to do, set up maybe an interview or two later on. Uh, December, we may do two podcast we may do another one this month i don't or we will do another one this month what? yeah oh yeah we should how many more weeks do we have oh, I'm so sorry. oh how unprofessional it very is uh. <laughs> uh but yeah so please reach out to us so once again our active research areas hocking hills ohio uh we have people down there uh we're ready to you know if you find something fresh let us know we're ready to be down there you know, I'll be down there today. Yeah. <laughs> have, uh, especially if you have like a track of a Bigfoot or something like that. Right. And I've helped a couple people cast their tracks. Salt Fork. Uh, we're working on permission to have around 400 acres of private land to start squatching on. Uh, I'm 99% sure we have the permission now. I just talked to the guy again earlier last week. Not a good deal. Um, we just don't have access to it during deer season in the month before, I think is kind of what we're talking about. Uh, because they're big deer hunters, you know. They just want, you know, the deer being disturbed. They're not worried about us messing with anything. They just, they want the deer to have a normal pattern. Right. And then, Manistee National Forest, that beast. That is real. I don't know if any of you guys have ever seen pine bearings. But that is just, it's hills, cliffs, small mountains, pine bearings, pine bearings, pine bearings. If something's ten foot off the road, you ain't seeing it. It's just... It's a different world. That'll be fun to navigate. And it's weird because a lot of these fishermen... So a lot of the stories for Manistee come from fishermen. Because the Manistee River is salmon fishermen. And they'll pick a spot and they'll try to get in to weird areas that probably, you know, haven't been walked in 10 years. And to get to, you know, special fishing spots. And that's where the, a lot of these people see stuff. Hmm. Um, so that's her research area. So if you have anything specific, specifically from that area please reach out to us we'd love to hear it uh and if you'd like to even join us on some stuff you know message us get a hold of us we're in your area we're always looking for more help you know it's easier more eyes on the ground yeah it's easier when we spread out and do stuff we really do this like endangered species surveys uh we're looking for you know unique stuff trying to throw out a lot of the stuff that's not that can be accounted to other things right like not every tree breaks a bigfoot not every rock stacks a Bigfoot. You know, there are people out in these woods. Right, People yep. do that stuff all the time. All the time. I would like... So this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, looking at the time. But I would really, really like to thank everyone. I appreciate you guys listening to us, giving us a chance, sticking with us. We're learning. I think we're getting better. This sounded a lot smoother than the first one. Yeah. <laughs> uh... I just stared into Jay's eyes the whole time. <laughs> um, I look at the mic a little bit, too. I get this big, awkward-looking mic. I'm going to put googly eyes on it. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, but, yeah, we'll get better with the editing, talking, that kind of stuff. I just really want to thank everybody for sticking with us through it. Oh, yeah. And I am amazed at how many listeners we already have. Me, too. So, what was the numbers I was saying? We have... 20 listens on last episode, I think it is. No, uh, yeah. 20 listens and, I think, 14 listens. Yeah. 
Because okay. 34 total, li we've had 34 total listens. Okay, total, yeah, okay. And I think 22 individual listeners. Yeah, all right. So And like 15 subscribers. Yeah, something like that. Uh, so we really, really appreciate you guys. Um, and one more time, I want to talk about the giveaway. I'm buying something nice for you guys. So I'll put it on the Facebook link, you know. Uh, that's where it's going to be through, so you'll have to get us on Facebook. I don't know how to do it on through a podcast of how to get a hold of you yet. I'm learning. I'm working on getting this on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. Stitcher's been a little bit of a pain. It's not their fault. It's probably mine. Because uh, I've talked to customer service a couple times. They're nice people. It's I'm dumb. I'm not, technologi I'm not technologically friendly. Same. And they're walking me through it. And so I think we'll have episodes up there this week. Uh, I thought we'd have episodes up there already. But they're not posted yet, but I can see them in between. Right. So okay. there's something. They're, they're working their way down that yeah. pipe. Not as smoothly as I was told it would be, but we're getting there. Uh, so I'll have some rules in the giveaway. I don't know what it'll be. It'll be your comment. You'll probably like, share, subscribe kind of deal. I don't know. Uh, Figure something out. Yeah. I really am going to try to get a Bigfoot cast to give away. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. Or. Something along those lines. It's not going to be a sticker, I promise. Or a t-shirt, because I don't know your size. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm a 2X. Maybe maybe a cool hat. A real cool hat. A Squatch hat. Yeah. Um, anything else, Jay, before we go? Um, this is... Um, I have the same feelings. Like, this is, a, this is fun. Um, I'm shocked by people listening up to this point so far. Like, as much as that just starting... We are new at this. We are learning. We're getting our feet wet, but it's fun. It's going to be a fun journey. Um, every every long journey begins with a single step, so we're taking those steps still. And yeah, yeah, this is fun. This is fun, and we do encourage and invite you guys to share whatever story or thoughts you might have. We're open for all discussion. This is all about opening your our minds to discussion and just being able to talk freely about. Anything you want without feeling judgment from society or the outside world trying to put any negativity on you. Like, this is fun. This is fun. So, please get involved. If you want to get involved, uh, we're here to listen. All right, guys. We thank you, and we'll see you next Thursday. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.